Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, the one who knows just about everything there is to know just about, folks, uh, on this white pill, good-feeling Wednesday afternoon, Mr. Nathaniel Paul Thurston. Hey, what's up, everyone? How many white pills you got for us There's today? actually quite a few white pills in the stack today. Okay. Uh, underneath a pretty, I would say, fairly large black pill. Mm. Uh, but other than that, it's going to be... We're going to get the black pill out of the way. Just, here's some news. So we can this not is, live in fear. This is what's going on. But if you take this out of the equation, here's a few good things to remember yeah. on this beautiful Wednesday, September the 21st, year of our Lord, 2022. Amen. All right, uh, let's just, I guess, talk. Well, Charlie, where could you go to hang out with us live and hear way too much information from us at various times? Yes, that's joingml.com. Okay. Joingml.com. It's pretty simple, folks. It's in the show notes. Go check it out. Yes, and like I said, if you want to know way too much, then that is where you need to go. You can learn personal, intimate penetrating information yes yes about it, yours truly deep deep dive into some of our uh some, some, some of, of our, our darkest in, places our inner <laughs> darkness okay let's talk about that was mysterious enough one right here uh from reason.com i I uh, appreciate everything they're doing from elizabeth nolan brown writing this one over at reason.com this is not a bluff is what Vladimir Putin is saying, amping up the nuclear threats. Mm. Charlie, go ahead and read this one for us real right. quick. Quote, Russia will use all the instruments at its disposal to counter a threat against its territorial integrity. This is not a bluff, Russian President Vladimir Putin said in a chilling national address that also blamed the West for the war in Ukraine and ordered reserved forces in Russia to mobilize for war. Putin repeated a number of now common lies about the current war being a mission to liberate Ukraine from neo-Nazis and about Western nations turning Ukrainians against Russia and fomenting fomenting war. Quote, the goal of that part of the West is to weaken, divide and ultimately destroy our country. He also claimed that the West had, quote, resorted to the nuclear blackmail with, quote, some high ranking representatives of the leading NATO countries making statements about, quote, the possibility and admissibility of using weapons of mass destruction, nuclear weapons, against Russia. Oh, that is not good, folks, if that's happening. It's also interesting how he's able to turn all of this around. You know, when you're when you're propagandizing to your people and controlling what they can and can't see, which I'm sure they all know what's actually going on. Yeah. Uh, but they, they've done, a, a, I would say, a fairly good job of propagandizing to their people, and they might be able to show themselves as the victim who is under threat of a preemptive nuclear war. And uh, I don't know. I, I sure hope they don't. I would say that. Quote, I would like to remind those who make such statements regarding Russia that our country has different types of weapons as well, and some of them are more modern than the weapon... Weapons NATO countries have, said Putin. He's like, ah, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> Quote, in the event of a threat to the territorial integrity of our country and to defend Russia and our people, we will certainly make use of all weapon systems available to us. This is not a bluff. He said it's not a bluff. It's not a bluff. 
Yeah. So it can't be Don't a bluff. Try to call me on this. It's not a bluff. I see. I see. Someone got your reference you made a couple seconds yes. ago. Quote, those who are using nuclear blackmail against us should know that the wind uh, rose can turn around. It is our historical tradition and the destiny of our nation to stop those who are keen on global domination and threaten to split up and enslave our motherland. Rest assured that we will do it this time as well. How does that make you feel? That's heavy on the heart there. I, I hope it's a bluff. I know he said it's not. He said it's not a bluff. He said this is not a bluff. What he said it in Russian though, but yeah, he said this is not a bluff. And like all those really weird letters, to with, how do those even represent things that you're supposed to say? I don't even understand. Yeah, I don't. I know nothing about the language. Anyway, um, it's inter the interesting part to with this story and with his speech and what he is saying is that he is doing a good job, basically playing the victim in this scenario and telling his people that they are threatened and under attack. Uh, he is clearly the person who aggressed on Ukraine. Now, I, I'm not going to pretend to know all of the history and every single thing about all of their motives and all of that, but they did seem to line up and invade the country uh, preemptively, from what I could tell. At least that's what our state propaganda outlets have been showing us. Yeah. And well, I guess it could be different. I don't, I don't really know. Uh, but I do like how you see these dictators, presidents authoritarians, whatever you want to call them, the with their narcissistic behaviors where they have found a way to victimize themselves and portray themselves to their people as the one who's going to save them from the evil Western aggressors uh, in their territory. And vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every, every, everybody does it. Mm -hmm. They're all doing it. Okay. Well, there's a major black pill on white pill Wednesday. Here's a white pill on White Pill Wednesday, kind of. Now, these are always confusing because they're things that shouldn't have existed in the first place. So it's like, why are you celebrating this as a good thing? But it is a good thing when they do eventually, uh, when they do eventually give up on things. So New York City, Mayor, Mayor Eric Tracy Morgan Adams is ending the vaccine mandate for private businesses, private businesses, right? And if you want to hear a little bit of what he had to say, on that matter, well, let's go to him and, and see what he said about this. I don't know what the volume is going to be like, so get over it here for a sec. By removing the requirement to be vaccinated uh, and, and to participate in sports and extracurriculum activities, we're removing that requirement for, for our school children. Although that removal is no indication that we don't believe uh, boosters are important and vaccinations are important. We're going to continue to encourage parents to vaccinate their children. And that is the reason we're doing this important campaign. We will also provide additional flexibility to business by lifting the private sector mandate on November 1st. Uh, this put the choice in the hands of New York businesses. Hmm. He's putting the choice in the hands of New York businesses. Let me know if my Tracy Morgan reference is way off. But, I mean, he just sounds like Tracy Morgan. Pretty I mean, close. I mean, yeah. just they sound the they. I'm not saying, uh, listen, they just sound the same. It's not my fault. All yeah. right. The inflection of their voice and the enunciation of their syllabuses. Yes. Are similar. Everything. Yes. They must be from like the same, the exact same area. Yeah. I don't really know. Could have been neighbors. Anyway, so putting the choice in the hands of the businesses, 
Now, that's an interesting idea. I guess now that like 90% of the people in New York are vaccinated, they can uh, afford to do this kind of thing. And by vaccinated, I mean they've had at least one dose of the vaccine, which does literally nothing right now. Mm -hmm. Imagine one dose of the vaccine uh, that you got dating back to uh, January of 2021. What does that even what does that even do? Does it do anything? According to the science, the efficacy of that is probably near zero. It's close to zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But anyway, since they're at about 90% right now, they're able to allow people to make their own decisions. Kyrie Irving had something to say about it. He's been pretty good on this thing the whole time. It's funny to watch the comments on his Twitter, people saying that they're having a hard time being uh, a fan of his, you know, because of his crazy viewpoint on vaccines. But Charles, what do you got here? He said, if I can work and be unvaccinated, then all of my brothers and sisters who are also unvaccinated should be able to do the same without being discriminated against, vilified, or fired. Infinity symbol, fingers crossed. Those are the emojis he put on mm. there. This enforced vaccine slash pandemic is one of the biggest violations of human rights. He yelled that word. He did. In history. Human rights all in capital. And that is true. The mandate is definitely... Um, a violation of the human rights and people should be free to make that choice 100 percent. well honestly i think the uh, i think the uh, disease the virus itself is a uh, an affront to human rights and i believe that the vaccine owes reparations to a lot of people and so if we can get a hold of the manager of of viruses then i think that we should take care of that and they're in china somewhere <laughs> somewhere <laughs> Charlie, that's not right to say. Come on, man. You don't have to be so racist these days. Uh, Xenophobic. One good thing that we saw, like I said, we're going to try and make this a pretty quick episode, and there are some good white pills, so we're going to play these. This was a good one that I'm sure a lot of people saw from CNN. Don Lemon out there talking about reparations. Whoa, we just, I didn't even mean to do that reparations segue right there. Mm. How about that? Maybe subconsciously. I did the reparations segue. So he was talking about reparations, and of course they're talking about the burial of the queen, which I'm in support of. And of burying the queen? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's totally fine. They should and, bury her. And so they were talking about the wealth, and of course this went to reparations, and I think the conversation possibly didn't go the way that he thought it was going to go. I don't know if this was a setup on CNN's part or if they knew what this person was going to say, but let's hear their response. Well, this is coming when, you know, there's all of this wealth and you hear about it comes as England is facing rising costs of living, a living crisis, austerity budget cuts and so on. And then you have those who are asking uh, for reparations for colonialism. And they're wondering, you know, $100 billion, $24 billion here and there, $500 million there. Some people want to be paid back and uh, and members of the public are wondering, why are we suffering when you are you know, you have all of this vast wealth. Those are legitimate concerns. Well, I think you're right about reparations in terms of if people want it, though, what they need to do is you always need to go back to the beginning of a supply chain. Where was the beginning of the supply chain? That was in Africa. And when across the entire world, when the slavery was taking place, which was the first nation in the world that abolished sla- uh, slavery? The first nation in the world to abolish it. It was started by William Wilberforce, was the British. In, in Great Britain, they abolished slavery. 2,000 naval men died on the high seas trying to stop slavery 
Why? Because the African kings were rounding up their own people. They had them on cages waiting in the beaches. No one was running into Africa to get them. And I think you're totally right. If reparations need to be paid, we need to go right back to the beginning of that supply chain and say who was rounding up their own people and having them handcuffed in cages. Absolutely. That's where they should start. And maybe, I don't know, the descendants of those families where they died at the, in the high seas trying to stop the slavery, that those families should receive something, too, I think, at the same time. It's an interesting discussion, Hillary. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, he was like, uh, that's an interesting discussion. The look on his face is so worth it during this. I mean, yeah. his eyes are just glazing over and he's like, oh, my God, yeah. what the heck happened? That little pause right there. Yeah. He did not expect and that. And his eyes get really <laughs> wide. and He's like, oh, I need some more Botox. Now, props to them. They didn't just immediately cut her off or anything like that. They let her finish her entire statement. So that's good. But what do you think about what she had to say? Always good to let a woman finish. Cut <laughs> 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 you, you gotta, you know, listen. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, yeah, I think the way that she handled that was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant by saying, yeah, you're right. We should talk about reparations. Let's mm -hmm. go to the source. You know, what do you think about this? It wasn't a, it wasn't defensive in any manner. It wasn't any of that. Now we talked about how, how unfair it was that they are exempt from the taxation, mm -hmm. and, but it's unfair to the people who are taxed. Not the fact that, you know, King Charles gets to not have to pay taxes on the inheritance, but, um, that could have been more of a, a better conversation starter for Don Lemon rather than reparations assuming he was going to get a certain answer mm -hmm. and then she just blew his mind. I think that should be a lesson to all of us in the way to the way that you can handle yourself in, uh, in an argument or a disagreement, the way that she just disagreed with him was by agreeing with him and then presenting. Yes, I do agree that we should have reparations. Let's go all the way to the source of this problem and let's have reparations. Now, at that point, they're in agreement on reparations. It's beautiful. It's amazing. It's Genius. masterful. And it's a, it's expert, a great way. She's on like level a million yeah. expert communication. It, it, um, now I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with her or anything, <laughs> but, um, but that was really good. And well, because you're already married. It, yes. Yeah. That is the reason why it, it reminds me, as we've mentioned a bunch of times throughout history of our podcast, the, the conversation we have with the Bernie supporters about, about healthcare being too expensive and then coming up extremely mad. And we started off by agreeing with them. You are right. This is too expensive. We have to do something to solve this problem. People can't afford their medical bills. Healthcare it should not cost what it's costing people right now. Now we can have a more nuanced conversation about how much you value human life. But uh, that was the way that we were actually able to continue talking to them for several minutes afterwards yeah. about could, a lot of different stuff. You could visibly see the blood pressure lower. Mm-hmm. You could. And they were stunned. They were shaking when they got to the table. And they not were as, actually cordial when they left. Not as stunned as Don Lemon here, but they, no. were, they were stunned. It's he, very, was, he was so mad. It's very important um, when conversing with people because, I mean, you, well, we have to think of our animal instincts, right? If, you, if you're defensive and you back someone into a corner, then you're never going to get anywhere. Mm -hmm. So you have to be open and willing to have those hard discussions. And I know we make fun of people a lot here, but... There's a lot of lessons to be learned in conversations like that and actually changing people's hearts and minds. And I'm not saying Don Lemon's going to be changed, but maybe this is maybe that plants a seed. 
Well, by going about the conversation in that way, the people who are listening, you know, you don't have to change John Lemon, but the people who are listening, they realize that she's not being defensive and she's agreeing that people do need to have reparations. And now their mind is then potentially open to the next step that she goes to. And they don't hit that blockade right there in front of it. They're open to the next step and they're like, oh, wait. I mean, the point that she made about the fact that people didn't go in to the country and snatch people and all that, which I'm sure that happened. I don't know the exact history of everything, but what she said is they didn't go into the country and grab people. When they got there, the African kings had already rounded up people and put them in cages ready to sell to them when they arrived there. And so, yeah, let's go all the way to the actual beginning of this cycle. Who was it that grabbed the people and put them in cages in order to sell them? So <clears throat> that's part of it, obviously. Having a buyer is another incentive for the African uh, kings to do that as well. Right. But I'm not saying that there's no blame to go around. Well, here. and then, like, let's solve slavery worldwide. Worldwide. I mean, yeah. The Jewish people were enslaved by the Egyptians and the uh, Mesopotamian people enslaved folks. And, they, like, the Chinese enslaved their own people still to this day. There's still slavery going on in the world today, by the way. How about so we all just call it even? right now because everyone's been enslaved at one point in time yeah you know i don't know if we should call it even but well how do you even it out otherwise um well I, i'm guessing i'm saying put it in perspective it doesn't mean that because because i think it's hard to say well you know we didn't go through something or whatever i i feel i i feel as if it might be a little dismissive to be like well mm. it's even i got you if that makes sense yeah yeah. No, you let me know how they need to get even with me. <laughs> sure. I'm not saying that you owe them anything. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing. Market experts like Jamie Dimon, CEO of JP Morgan, not only predict a recession, but are using terms like economic hurricane and unprecedented. If you want to protect your future, do what I've done. Call the only precious metals dealers I trust, American Hartford Gold. They can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. All it takes to get started is a short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. And they make it easy. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. If you call them right now, they will give you up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. So don't wait. Call them now. Call 866-709-3080. That's 866-709-3080. Or text GML for Good Morning Liberty to 998-899. That's GML to 998-899. Or call 866-709-3080 zero or text gml to nine nine eight eight nine nine and there's a link in the show notes woody harrelson was on bill maher over the weekend uh not the bill maher show by the way this was uh his podcast where he does some of the deep dive conversations and people can take their shoes off or whatever like uh, woody oh. harrelson did so if you want to see people with their shoes off or smoking cigars and stuff like that then this is the place to go and they started talking about trust in government and trust in big businesses and big pharma some stuff we may disagree with, some stuff we might agree with, but I, once again, as we brought up several times, I'm glad that people are having these conversations 
Let's see what they had to say. Suggesting maybe more boosters than were necessary? That that, that would not, be beyond what the pharmaceutical day, industry... We're still getting boosted right up to this I very know. day. And, and, you know, like, I, I just, I find it ironic because I think Americans... Most Americans, and but maybe it's only like I heard recently a statistic, 33%, right? But I would think it's more. Like most Americans would not normally trust the government with helping them. You know, like what does the government actually do to help you? And they don't trust the they help. They help big corporations, industry, all the people that got, you know, got those people into Congress or ultimately to become president, those people all got to get taken care of. They don't trust the CDC, Americans. We have the polling on this. Is that true? That is true. Okay, and so here's the CDC promoting that we have to do all of these things, right? I just, I don't like profiteering in war, you know? Right. Think of the billions of dollars that have gone to Big Pharma. But I'm, I was getting back to my original point. The last people I would trust with my health is Big Pharma and Big Government, because neither one of those strike me as caring entities. You know? mm. Okay. That. Some of that. I think it's pretty good. The very end right there. Mm -hmm. The last people I would trust with my health is big pharma and big government. And what he's alluding to there is the incentive. He's like, they don't really care. There's no incentive to actually care for me personally. <coughs> you okay? I just had a... It's all that talk about COVID, I bet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's rallying up at me now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You all right over there? Your eyes are getting real watery. I know. Kind of red and everything. I, I felt like I was going to choke on mm. my own COVID saliva. Okay. So my apologies. What I was if meaning. If you die on air, what is the protocol at that time? Mm. Do we keep going? Because this Probably, is partially I would, live. I would want you to finish the show. Okay. Just so everyone knows. Yeah. Charlie, now, if you're like moaning and groaning on the floor and stuff, do I need to try to perform like any type of. I don't know any kind of CPR. Or then you probably shouldn't. Heimlich yeah. maneuver. I don't know any of that stuff. Yeah. So I think it's more dangerous for me to try something like that. It would be best could, to wait for the professionals to get could, here, but I can't use my phone right now. But you could on. use mine because okay. I would be. You would be off camera. Yes. Okay. You could use my I phone. Use your phone. Call. To call someone. Yes. During or after the podcast. Whatever you feel is best. We'll do a, a vote on Dumbly <laughs> for the week. On what we should do. Unfortunately, that's not going to fare great for you. No, because I am the most hated libertarian. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking about health. Oh yeah. So me right. dying is this okay. part of health? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I know who I can trust to, to has my best interests in mind. Nate's not one of them. No. So, but uh, he makes a great point there. It's about the incentives, folks, and this is why the Medicare for all and all of this garbage is not good for you. And, and I think this is a huge white pill that people are talking about this and we may not agree with everything, but I think that's going to spark some interest for people to have more common sense and to think deeper about their feelings about the situation and the healthcare is too expensive or whatever. And, and then see what, okay, what's the best solution. It can't be government and big pharma. Mm -hmm. because that we know that they don't have my best interest. And that's what Woody Harrelson's alluding to. So we got to find the solution somewhere else. The problem is their, their best interest, Big Pharma's best interest, where I would take issue with what he said, is that I hope that he realizes sometime that Big Pharma's best interest does not have to be your health. 
it can be their profits. It can be how much they want to grow their company. Now, absent, but not when they're colluding with government. Absent coercion, yes, mandates and government money, which is the people's money. Absent all of that, to get that money, what they need to do is do a really good job at your health. That's what they have to do. Now, that might not be what their interest is. Their interest can be making money. And so you take away all of that coercion, maybe talk about some of the patents and stuff like that, the way that they do abuse the system a bit. Uh, you can have all those conversations. And their interest does not have to still be your health. It is, um, you know, it's not through the benevolence of the butcher that the he sticks his head up a cow's ass to see the pork chop. <laughs> exactly. But I'd rather take the the uh, baker's word for it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a quote. Yeah. I, I'm not the one who said it. It's a quote. Uh, yeah, you guys yeah. look it up, all right? Yep. <laughs> okay. It's, yep. Grab a bull by the hoof. Yes. That's what and, you got to do. Uh, yeah. Sometimes you got to grab the bull by the tail. Uh, that's so profound. I'm speechless. <laughs> I've got to tell you. So that's... happy white pill Wednesday, everyone. Okay. The, <laughs> one more, one more white pill here. I got this email from the New York times. They said, good morning. Democrats lost ground with Hispanic voters in 2020. And it doesn't seem to have been a blip. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know that I went through a pretty big shift a few years ago. My music career was winding down at a time that I didn't want it to. I had a lot of social anxiety. I just didn't really know where I was going or what I was doing or what I even wanted to do. And I started drinking a lot. I'll just be honest with you. I wasn't actually dealing with any of the problems in my life. Something come along, I just focus even more on whatever those problems were and I just make them go away real easy. And the issue was when I never actually took the time to solve the problem, to figure out what was really going on, guess what? They never went away. They were always there the next day and it just got worse and worse. I finally went and talked to someone, you know, I went to therapy and they taught me some ways that I could actually solve those problems without drinking. Now, these days I'm over four years sober and whenever something comes along that makes me anxious or makes me upset. I don't just try to escape from it and I don't really dwell on it. I try to drill down and figure out what is it that I can do to actually solve this. So if any of these things are resonating with you and you've been thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp, it really is a great option. Convenient, accessible, affordable, all online. You can do video calls. You do voice chat. You can just do text chat if you want to. You get matched with a therapist after filling out a quick survey and you can switch therapists anytime you want. So when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. Oh, it's not just a little mess up. This is still persisting. Now, I want to go through some of the, I did look through there and I did see that they're, that they're not doing that great, but there are some other things in this poll. It says New York Times and uh, something else, Paul. I can't remember what the other names are. That doesn't matter. I saw some stuff on this poll that if you are interested in trying to uh, hold back a little bit of this authoritarianism, now this is a controversial for a libertarian, and you're a big L for me to be saying this, but here's a game plan for Republicans. If they really want to do well in some of their elections, they need to look at these polls, and I'm sure that they are. Uh, Republicans also likewise can be tyrannical. I would argue that they are somewhat less tyrannical and that buys us more time 
in into the future <clears throat> hurts a lower amount of people if you don't count the uh, people that are blown up in other countries. And so some of the questions on here, do you think, here's where they're losing right now, here's where Republicans are definitely losing, and I want to pay attention to the independents on these polls. Committed to American democracy describes the Democratic Party more or the Republican Party more. Now, Democrats have an edge as far as independents go on this. 40% say that committed to American democracy, 40% say the Democratic Party describes that more than the Republican Party, which is at 37%. Now, interestingly enough, it's crazy to see these divides. 85% of Democrats believe that Democrats are more committed to American democracy. 87% of Republicans believe that Republicans are more committed to American democracy. So it's pretty crazy when you divide things along those lines. Which of the following comes closest? Well, the, um, the other important part here is that the percent of the total electorate, 30, the largest percentage is independent. Yeah. By the way. So yeah. 33% of the respondents were independent. And they oversampled Hispanic voters in this poll, by the way. All right. So which of the following comes closest to your views about the Democratic Party? Here's a, here's a statement. Democrats have gone too far in pushing a woke ideology on issues related to race and gender. 49% of the registered voter, voters responded saying that, that, that they agreed with that statement. 83% clearly Republicans agreed. 18% of Democrats mm. agreed. And 53% of independents. So over half agreed with that. Now, when it comes to Democrats have not gone, gone far enough, only 61% of Democrats agreed with that statement. And so you do see some that maybe they've gone a little bit too far. Who do you agree with more on crime and policing? I'm pointing out stuff for Republicans that they need to focus on in their elections. These are winning arguments that they need to focus on, not introducing like nationwide abortion bans and stuff like that. That one's not going to work. Who do you agree with more on crime and policing? When it comes to independence, 49% of them are on the Republican Party with crime and policing as opposed to 31% with the Democrats on crime and policing. So there's a big margin right there. Again, who do I you, also see this neither percentage. That's good. Creeping up. It might be the libertarians in there. It's like seven, eight, mm-hmm. nine, six percent That's better than three. Well, they both suck. Yeah. That's the actual answer. That's the one you want to pay attention to. What about gun policy? As far as independents go, 47% agree with Republicans on gun policy, 39% with Democrats Mm. on gun policy. All right, so there's another big spread right there. These are things where they can win independents. And then there's some pretty big stuff right here. Which of the following comes closer to your view? Gender is an identity that is distinct from a person's biological sex, or gender is determined by a person's biological sex at birth. Pretty big differences here. All right. Registered voters, 30% in total, say that uh, gender is separate from your biological sex. 61% said that it's determined by your biological sex. That's a two to one margin. That is a big margin. Democrats are split evenly on this idea. Republicans clearly skewed towards gender being determined. And then independents, 51% say gender is determined by your biological sex at birth, as opposed to 38 saying that they are separate things. These are issues that Republicans 
could uh, could win on right here. And this is what they should focus on. And I believe that they are noticing that. Now you're talking about supporter oppose allowing public school teachers to provide classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity to children in elementary schools, grades one to five, grades one to five, strongly oppose, by the way, on the independent side, strongly oppose 57%, somewhat oppose 14%. That is a total of 71% opposed to instruction on sexual orientation, gender identity, and grades one to five. That means those people agree with the don't say gay bill in Florida. Yeah. That, that is what that means. Yeah. And not, 71% of our country can't say gay. Not to mention Democrats, 42% of them either opposed or strongly opposed grades one through five, meaning 42% of Democrats without the rhetoric agreed with Ron DeSantis' law in Florida, basically, you know, and of course, Republicans, you know, 96% opposed to it. And the other ones are uh, liars. (laughs) 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 I don't know. Those are things that they could, that they could definitely win on. Now you get grades six to eight and it starts to open up a little bit more. Uh, So 41% and 13 on the opposed side, that's 54% still opposed to grades six to eight in total. Uh, This is 52% of independents still opposed to grades six to eight on this gender identity and sexual orientation. And of course, skewed pretty heavily on the Democratic side, although the Democrats more in line with grades six to eight. These are some pretty big, massive differences, and I, I happen to think that they're pretty important things. And this is what, this is what people need to be focusing on Uh, leading up to the elections. And I don't know if you saw Matt Walsh's big post yesterday. We're not going to go into that today. But he dropped a bombshell yesterday when it comes to Vanderbilt Health here in Nashville. Hmm. So we'll probably talk about that tomorrow on a non-white pill-oriented show. Gotcha. But we got to go because it's coming up to the FOMC meeting, and I got to get set up in the trading room for that. It's time to trade. Yep. That's, if you want to learn about that, you can go to natescrashcourse.com, natescrashcourse.com, and uh, sign up to learn about the market. He's about to go live uh, with the people that are that are doing some trading mm-hmm. and uh, go over the Fed meeting, the Fed which uh, there's a big whipsaw in the market typically when this happens. I mean, it's just massive rot- whipsaw, massive up and down. It's emotional chaos. <laughs> it is when Jerome Powell's up there speaking. So check it out. Go to natescrashcourse.com, natescrashcourse.com. Go to joingml.com. Be part of the live group. Learn about the, learn about the, the deep insides of who we are. There you go. That's, that's what you can do by going to joingml.com and you can hate on me. As Costco likes to point out, uh, there's even a God Hates Chuck t-shirt, and you can get that by going to GodHatesFeds.com. Please consider supporting us in one of these ways. We would really appreciate this. Um, As we've mentioned before, they have uh, demonetized us across every single platform that we're on, uh, besides the ads that we get on this show. That's really the only place we haven't been. So make sure you also check out the advertisers. Check out the ads. Um, you can get some value that way. You can uh, support us by signing up, getting some merch, uh, supporting Nate with his market crash course, uh, all those ways to support us. We really appreciate that. If you don't have any money, then you can also support us by sharing the show and leave us an, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast if you feel so inclined. 
We would appreciate that. So do all those things. We'll be back again tomorrow for a non-white pill, hating everyone show that we so enjoy. Uh, Until then, I hope you guys have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.